Hi, this is Elia Fishman, and welcome to our latest vodcast. And the next couple of weeks, I'm going to give you talks that I gave either at the Stanford course or at the Hopkins course. And this was one of my short talks at the Stanford meeting, Carcinoid Tumors of the Small Bowel, Optimization of Lesion Detection. And it was a 10-minute talk, but I'll make it a bit longer here by showing you more cases and actually some more facts. So in looking at the topic, I actually read some new articles, like this one published a couple of months back. The simple thing they mention is, of course, that we all know is cancer of the small bowel is very uncommon. We know there's four types, adenocarcinomas, carcinoid tumors, lymphoma, and sarcoma. And the incidence of small bowel cancers has increased over the past several decades. But what's most interesting, there's been a fourfold increase for carcinoid tumors. And that's very, very unusual. Um, that's a significant amount. Now, of course, we can detect them better. Maybe that has something to do with things, but regardless, it's a fourfold increase. Now, we know there are multiple different tumors, primary versus metastatic. And just in terms of the most recent numbers from that article, adenocarcinoma is still number one, but carcinoid is just up there. I mean, it's a sort of neck and neck, depending how you look at the specific numbers with lymphoma and sarcomas being more distant. And the fact is, in my practice, lymphoma seems to be the least common. I think I see some of the sarcomas more than I see small bowel lymphoma. Now, in terms of some of the facts of carcinoid tumors of a small bowel, it's most common in the ileum and least common in the duodenum. Average incidence in the U.S. is about 1 in 100,000 patients. It's more common in men and more common in African Americans and lower in Hispanics. And that was this article by Pan on epidemiology of the small intestine cancers. Typically, presentations can vary, but once you have carcinoid syndrome, typical things, chronic diarrhea, intestinal colic, malabsorption syndrome, and possibly small bowel ischemia or infarction. Remember, carcinoid tumors, one of the classic findings is this desmoplastic reaction, which kind of can really tether the vessels, leading to ischemia and subsequent infarction. We know also that with carcinoid tumors, the, it's a functioning tumor. They secrete serotonin, which is metabolized by the liver to 5-HIAA and excreted in the urine. Liver metastasis is seen in over 90% of patients with a carcinoid syndrome. The fact is if the patient has a carcinoid syndrome, they definitely have liver metastasis because it's a first-pass phenomena. And when you do have liver metastasis carcinoid, like most neuroendocrine tumors, the lesions are hypervascular. In terms of some numbers, tumor metastases occur in a small percent of primary tumors when they're under a sonometer, but when they're over two sonometers, over 85% will have metastasis. So early detection is really indeed the key. Ileal tumors are more likely to metastasize, and as we said, the majority of tumors are in the ileum. What do we look for? Well, the primary mass can be in the bowel or in the mesentery. We look for this desmoplastic reaction, and when you have mesenteric masses, you think about desmoid tumors, you think about lymphoma, you think about nodes, you can think about sclerosing mesenteritis. Classic desmoplastic reaction of an enhancing lesion, 75% of the time will have calcification. It's very, very classic. Remember I mentioned a moment ago sclerosing mesenteritis. Sometimes the two entities can look very similar. And as I said, when you have liver mets, they're hypervascular. And if you don't do arterial phase imaging, they're very easy to miss. Now, what I mentioned at the meeting was the key to detection is technique. You want to use a neutral contrast agent. We're now using volumen more commonly than water, and you need to give IV contrast at a 5cc injection rate. You need to scan quickly whether a minimum of 64 slice, optimal things like dual source, 
you want to go with thin sections at close spacing, being able to do thin reconstructions and then do 3D mapping in both the arterial and venous phase of acquisition. It's very important that you look beyond the axial plane. Coronal is critical, but 3D imaging, particularly with MIP for looking at early vascular blush becomes very important and we've commented on that before that uh, when you're looking at the small bowel mesentery or small bowel looking uh, beyond the 2d images is indeed very critical and of course uh, we always mention that it's not just us who like to look at those images and it's more accurate but also the surgeons in this case the surgeons uh, found uh, this coronal to be much more helpful than axials and that was true in more than three quarters of cases so very important now a recent article looking at some of the numbers ct endocolysis which typically means you have to put a tube down into the duodenum uh, in this article 44 patients had symptoms of suspected carcinoid tumors and they mentioned some of the clinical symptoms positive ct endocolysis was compared with pathology results after surgery negative examination was compared with either surgery or clinical follow-up and when you look at their numbers I'll just pull out one of the quotes from here that CT enterocolysis was positive in 19 patients, negative in 24, size range 5 to 30 millimeters. Tumors were depicted as focal nodular lesions located in the small bowel wall or as intraluminal polypoid masses with marked enhancement. The marked enhancement is the key. And you can see with their technique, look at these results. Sensitivity and specificity um, for small bowel carcinoids were 100 and 96.2% respectively. Negative predictive value 100%, positive predictive value 94.7%. Pathologic findings confirmed small bowel carcinoma in 18 patients. So very, very impressive. And of course, their conclusion, uh, it had the potential for being an excellent examination. Again, adequate quality with multiplanar reconstructions. Indeed, the whole technical aspects of the study indeed become very critical, but very, very impressive results. So, for example, you look at this example, look at the duodenum. There's a two centimeter mass lateral wall of the duodenum, hypervascular. Here it is on MIP imaging, that was volume rendering. What could this be? It's a carcinoid tumor. Could it be metastasis from renal cell? Can it be a other vascular tumor, a glomus tumor, but that's usually in the stomach? The answer is this is a uh, carcinoid tumor. Or this case, beautiful example. Here's the water, and there's the enhancing lesion in the cecum and in the terminal ileum. Here's a few more views of that. You'll also notice that there's a mass in the root of the mesentery, which is easier to see in the coronal view. So look at that one image on the right, or even on the left. You see a mass in the uh, large bowel, terminal ileum junction, near the ileocecal valve classic for carcinoid, and then you see a mesenteric mass with encasement of some of the iliocolic vessels distally. Just a very, very nice example, uh, really showing you that very nicely. And then you can see here's one more set of images with volume rendering, nicely showing you both the primary tumor in the small bowel, as well as the mass in the mesentery. And here's one more set of MIP images. So you see in this case, you see the primary mass, you see the tumor in the mesentery. I showed you a moment ago that the SMA was involved, and I'm showing you now that the patient's SMV is involved. Another example, here's a wonderful case. When you look at the axial images, you tend to almost see nothing until I put the circles on. And look at those vascular lesions. And we'll go again. Here's the coronal display. Look at the sigmoid colon. Look at those vascular lesions.
Again, it's subtle. This is just a coronal display. But look at MIP. Look at all of those dots present in the sigmoid colon. I'll show it to you again. Look at it when I circle it. Look at all of those dots. Those are all small carcinoid tumors. And if I take away some of the bony structures, now look at those carcinoid tumors. You have a cluster of one to three millimeter nodules. This was 40 carcinoid tumors at time of surgery. Just a beautiful example. Now, sometimes you're just not going to see the tumor in the small bowel. Sometimes it's too small. Sometimes it's not there. But here's a classic appearance, mass in the mesentery, calcifications. As I mentioned, 75% of the time, there's encasement of the arterial structures. There's encasement of the venous structures. You can see in this other example, very nice desmoplastic reaction in the small bowel. Uh, again, what else gives you desmoplastic reaction? We talk about sclerosing mesenteritis. We sometimes talk about Crohn's disease giving you changes in the mesentery. We talk about lymphoma. We talk about carcinomatosis. But it doesn't give you this type of appearance where you have that mass. And here's one more image. We see the mass. You see the calcification. You see, in this case, the portal veins encased. It's narrowed. It's this sclerosing process. Or here's another example. Just beautiful mass in the mesentery. There are the calcifications. And here, when you go higher, you can see some of the collateral. So depending where exactly this tumor is located, how high in the mesentery or how low in the mesentery, you're going to see a combination of mass and nodes. And you're going to see the sclerosing changes. And remember, we told you this could lead to ischemia. Another example, look at this case. Uh, you see to the left of midline, there's a mass. Look at the sagittal view. There's a mass encasing branches of the patient's SMA. And I'll show it to you again. There it is again. Here it's vascular. It's, I wouldn't call it hypervascular, but it is vascular. It's almost like a well-defined mass. You can think of a desmoid tumor. You can think of lymphoma. But it's in the mesentery encasing vessels. And here is some venous phase images. And when I see that, you got to be thinking about carcinoid tumor. So here it is on the venous phase, some branches, um, some jejunal branches off the portal vein, off the SMV. Just very nice example from volume rendering through MIP. Through MIP again. So just a very nice example. Now, as I mentioned uh, about desmoplastic reactions, I showed you some examples, but I'll show you just one other case. Just a very nice example of where you see the thickened, dilated bowel, that tethering. I worry about ischemia here, and it's interesting. I've seen a number of cases where I worry about ischemia, but the patient never becomes ischemic till much later. So I think the bowel looks much worse at times than it actually is. The surgeons are very limited as to what they can do in this type of scenario. And here's just some more case of that case. And you can see that sclerosing process extends upward. And you can see the patient even has portal vein thrombosis with cavernous transformation of the portal vein. Here it is axially. And here it is on a 3D display. Very nice MIP reconstructions. And here it is one more time. Concluding then, hopefully I've showed you the importance of technique. You can pick up very small carcinoid tumors, several millimeters in size. It's very much like looking for GI bleeding. We're looking for a vascular blush, dual, dual phase, thin sections, reconstructions. So technique is very critical. It's a CTA, GI bleeding type technique. And the diagnosis is very important. There are a number of new drugs that have been developed, new classes of drugs over the last few months, where patients with carcinoid tumors can have increased survival, even when they have metastatic disease. So a very important diagnosis. And hopefully I've taught you a little bit more about carcinoid tumors of the small bowel. And with that, have a great day.